0: Hello, Dr. Carrie Hepburn here from Compass PD. And today is a really special day for me. I have my good friend, Evan Craig, joining me. Welcome, Evan.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: I am really excited to have you here because I got to know Evan last year and she is a high school English teacher and one of the most amazing teachers that I've gotten to spend timeless. I would walk out of her class just inspired because of the relationships that she built with her kids and the excitement that the kids would have in coming into her class and being able to spend time with her. You could tell that her class was the place that when something was difficult in their lives, they liked to come there and she was what I would call a warm demander when it came to working with her students, which is a tough balance. I think, yes. especially in high school is being a warm demander, but yes. you could totally feel that in your classroom. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast lately, you're going to know we working really hard to create opportunities to support the education system and have different people talking, different stakeholders talking throughout the school year and what's happening. But our additional layer that Evan's joining us for is that guests that are outside of our organization, but that have worked with us And we get the opportunity to hear her story and hear about the obstacles that maybe she was facing and then the successes, which are many when it comes to talking with Evan in the end. Evan's going to talk with us today about some of the work we did last year. And our hope for you is that you walk away with helpful information that you can apply in your situation. So Evan, I'd just love for you to kind of give them the backstory, like Take them back to the beginning. What was happening? What was the current reality? That kind of thing.
1: Okay, so I had been teaching this particular reading elective for about three years, and I started working with Dr. Hepburn and the Compass PD team uh, last fall, really intensively, more towards the end of October, beginning of November. At that point, I had experience in the class, but the only goal that I was really ever introduced to for that class was get kids to choose books that they're interested in and read them. Sounds ideal to an avid reader, right? Just pick a book, read it, love it, tell me you love it, and move on. (laughs) The reality of that was quite the opposite. I was dealing with very reluctant readers, uh, struggling learners, and bilingual students, a lot of students where English was their second language. So where you may be able to walk into an honors class and say, Hey, find a book, read it. That's it. This was very different. And I didn't realize until I started working with Dr. Hepburn that I had the box. I was missing the tools. I needed a lot of guidance in regards to kind of adjusting the goals of the class what I wanted the students to be able to walk away with which was a lot more than just reading a book I wanted Mm -hmm. them to be able to take a text and look for things that maybe they never thought of or different strategies to be able to take out that information and up until that point I was really kind of just begging the kids to read and giving them basic comprehension assignments to show that they were quote unquote reading, where afterwards that reality was able to shift for that class. But when we actually initially started working, I was relatively lost and a little discouraged when it came to that class because I wanted to love it so much because I love reading so much yeah, and I knew I wasn't going about it the right way. It was a breath of fresh air when compass came in to to kind of save the day and help me really just readjust that entire course.
0: Well, and I think it's, I think a, a predictable problem that we face in secondary is that we're English teachers and we're being asked to teach kids how to read, who are sometimes five years or more below grade level, and the system beats them down. So not only are you trying to encourage them and get them to fall in love with reading because you love that, and at the same time, you have to fill in gaps so that they can read. And without those tools for that toolbox, for that box, it can be really difficult. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think your story is a story that a lot of secondary teachers face is that it's like, hey, we're going to put this, build this class. We want to put a teacher that really loves reading and really loves kids in that mm-hmm. class teaching them, but we're they'll just figure it out.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah it's and... very different um and I I realized that quickly that like, just because I love reading and I can exude that passion all I want you're still going to have the reluctant readers so I needed to kind of just weave my way in somehow to get to them and the strategies honestly were able to help me do that yeah so can we kind of talk about like what did we start
0: doing when we were working together let's let's start there like So then we came in, what did that look like?
1: There were a lot of post-its, I will say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was really great because when you first started coming into my class, you modeled it for me. I had never had someone come into my classroom and model the mini lesson and what readers workshop looked like, how to conference with the students. I was able to kind of take a backseat and become the learner again, which was monumental in me understanding that model and how to help the kids. Because mm-hmm. as much as I would have liked to have you in my pocket all year, I it was only a couple of days. So I really was able to see how it was done and then try it and it got your feedback on it. That is the type of learning that can be intimidating like trying to mirror an expert's um, idea, but, and don't shake your head, (laughs) (laughs) trying to mirror that um, can be intimidating, but the rapport that we had and the rapport that you had with the kids only being there a couple of days really just made it a completely welcoming and really valuable learning environment. And we got down to the nitty gritty with the books and the post-its and the markings and everything like that. But the in-class modeling that you gave me was something that really just helped take me from A to B.
0: And it wasn't anything that was overly difficult. Right. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, let's just sometimes strip some of the stuff away, all the extra stuff and get really simple. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
0: really does work. I think when I think about well, you're like a sponge oven and you, you fully embraced it. You're like, Oh my gosh. And you were bought in. So like I was there one day and the next day you had your own post-its and I'm getting pictures like text (laughs) messages. So it was awesome. Not everyone feels that as comfortable, but you're very comfortable in your space and you're very comfortable trying new things out. I think the biggest obstacle when I think about your particular classroom was books having books that kids because once you started seeing it you started trying it and once I was like hey this is a great tool I use or this is a great tool I use next thing I know like you've got all the tools you've got all these different things Um, but the biggest obstacle I think that we faced in your class was having
1: Books that kids could read and feel successful in. Absolutely. I mean, I had hundreds of titles. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of them were well above their reading level. So, with your help and your knowledge of those different leveled books, we were able to incorporate more. And those were the ones that flew off the shelves, the ones that Mm -hmm. got had a lot of wear and tear by the end of the school year because the kids read them, they recommended them their, to their friend, they took them out. So it really made a huge difference where I'm trying to push these 300 page novels on them all mm-hmm. year. And then you come in with maybe a 150 page graphic novel or something like that. And it just, it was life-changing because the excitement on their faces when they were able to finish a book was just indescribable it's something that every single educator wants to see in their students
0: well and you know I think I was I was talking about you the other day with a fellow educator and just saying I remember the day we did the text lineage in your Mm -hmm. class and so we were doing the text lineage and we were talking with kids that are reluctant readers they do struggle with reading it's hard and so you don't want to read. And so when we were doing the text lineage and we were like, tell us about some of your favorite books, your favorite experiences. For those of you that are listening, like we heard things like the pigeon on the bus. Yes. Uh, we heard kids talking about like the diary of the wimpy kid, mm-hmm. um, which all great books, very fun books. But that's the last positive experience they had had with a book Mm -hmm. Evan really did have like she had quite a load to lift and she did it beautifully and it's amazing because we did start October November Mm -hmm. and by the end of the year books are flying like she said books are flying off the shelf we didn't care if it was on grade level we just cared that kids were we, we were moving them and they were they were crossing grade levels for sure absolutely you know but they were reading and built off of okay this is where they were you know for some of them the text lineage in that um pigeon books or the diary of a wimpy kid and we're like if you like this book here's another one we think that you'll like as well and that was a really interesting and beautiful process I felt like
1: Oh, absolutely. It was definitely worth the kind of the revamping of that entire course because I mean, within a couple weeks of us starting together, kids were coming up to me bragging that they finished the book and it was covered in post-its and they just wanted to talk to me about it. Or if something exciting happened in their book, they're explaining it to me thinking I have all of the knowledge of the book, but me just nodding along and them just right. being so happy to just talk about the book. And it really was infectious. Like when someone finished a book, another kid was like, oh, but I'm close to finishing too. It really was encouraging for them to just see other kids reading.
0: That moves us towards like the end, like the impact. It really did become a community of learners, like a community of readers. So just like in, in a class that you would be talking with your friends about your books, the most reluctant readers. Had that same experience, that same feeling with you. Right.
1: And I liked um to celebrate them, to not just say, hey, good job, you finished a book. I wanted to embarrass them with how proud I was of them. So I was able to get together like those sticker reward charts. So every time they finished yes. a book. They got to pick a sticker and put it next to their name. I created a certificate for them and I laminated it. And as I handed it to them, I had someone um, use their phone to sound an air horn. And I gave them a piece of candy and celebrated that the, the yeah. fact that they read it. And at first, the kids were like, Oh, miss, what are you doing? And uh-huh. then by the end, there was one time I forgot the air horn and I was reprimanded for it. Like, how right, air horn, miss. So <laughs> if- really was even in that aspect, um, maybe they had never been celebrated like that, but it was Mm -hmm. something that I was just so proud of them for, and they needed to know. And I think that Mm -hmm. walking out of my room, they knew that I was proud of the growth that they had from October, November to June.
0: Yes, I was, well, there's no, you don't even have to think they know how proud, like you don't, that was a fact how proud you were of them. I was there one day and was able to see the kids, a couple of kids get their their sticker, their lamination. And some of them told us they hadn't actually read a book on their own independently in years. And mm-hmm. that was the first time that they had actually read a full book. And, and it was really important to be celebrated well, and we did get the data back that there were significant growth in those students Excellent. with reading, which was really exciting. What else can you tell us? Like what lessons do you think we learned throughout this process?
1: Well, I know for me as an educator, it can be very hard to accept change, especially mm-hmm. a couple months into the school years. I know that there were times where I was like, I I can't, it's November. I'm not, I can't switch my entire course. It's it's gonna have to be what it is right now. For me, it was a lot of trust. I just had to trust that you knew what you were doing and become vulnerable to it. And really just that's why I committed myself immediately, getting the post-its, getting the books, getting the anything I needed, because I wanted to go bigger, go home. And mm-hmm. I really did completely change that entire course in the matter of a couple months. And it was worth every single second to other teachers that are maybe saying, Oh, well, this is a lady from Missouri. What does she know about the students in my district? You, like you have to trust the process. And for me, it was something that I would do a hundred times over. Um, It was just an indescribable time to see my kids really enjoy uh, reading as much as I would like them to
0: oh thank you so that's so sweet thank you You're so welcome. much we had such a fun just such a fun time together and to see the growth in the kids and to see I, I do have to brag on you for a second like one time I had written like this unit so I'd written a unit just to kind of get Evan started so she's like, I'm like just trust me try this out so she's like all right And then next time I see her, she wrote a unit after that. And it's like, she's like taking over. And I was, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It was just really fun to see how we just built off of each other and how the kids could benefited from that. So it was a really nice collaboration. Super one-one for me.
1: Absolutely. I love
0: it. Is there anything you want to wrap up with or any final thoughts as you think about this?
1: I mean, I'm just excited because I'm no longer teaching that particular course, but moving forward, I've already started planning for this school year. And prior to this meeting, I was just telling Dr. Hepburn that I'm using the lessons that she showed me to be able to kickstart the year with my kids so that they can really become the readers that hopefully they're, uh, that we know that they're capable of. So again, just trust in the process and what they're bringing you, because I know change is scary and teachers can be territorial, but in situations like this, um, it's definitely worth every single minute.
0: Oh, thanks. Thank you. Well, I just want to say thank you, Evan, because our journey's been fun. It's not over. We're definitely staying in touch and I'm super excited about this. We hope that this experience like this conversation was helpful for someone. If you didn't know, we have a big goal of impacting the learning of 1 million students at Compass PD. One way you can help us is by sharing this podcast with a fellow educator and hit that subscribe button. And then if there's anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out to us at Compass PD. You can find the contact us button on our website. And we would love to just chat with you about what's happening in your school. Have a great day.